Voters, voters, this is Paulie from All Docked Up. And never have a podcast without my main man, Captain Buzz. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. How you doing? Buzzword, how you doing? We are... We are sitting, everybody, just to let you know, we are sitting live in St. Michael's at St. Michael's Marina, bringing this podcast to you while Captain Buzz is on his vacation that I am ruining at the moment. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, we're on a week-long journey, uh, so we're sitting on the back in the cockpit. So if you hear some... Some hoses or some uh, some chatter. It's you know it's a busy marina. A lot of boats coming and going. We've got a oh probably a, what probably a seventy six foot. Oh, there's a, yeah we have a seventeen Viking. Right yeah, now. we have a beautiful seventy plus foot Viking right now. Captain uh, who was skippering the boat is washing down the hull, uh, taking care of the owner of the vessel, making sure that she stays nice and pretty and clean. He's getting fuel. He's fueling up. He's been fueling up for an hour. I was going to say, yeah, I'm sure that his 70 plus foot Viking is definitely taking, you know, 1500 plus gallons to fill that big girl up. So, you know, uh, you made a nice meal for our, for our boater bites, right? For this week, you made a nice meal last week, but, but since we're down here at St. Michael's, we're not at our home studio. We went out to dinner last night, right? And Absolutely. To uh, Lemoncello. Yes. Oh, and it was good. I had the carpaccio. Just thin sliced filet mignon, a little salad greens and capers, um, and then we had uh, I had a, a gnocchi with uh, with a marinara and basil and and uh, mozzarella cheese. Oh, and their signature lemoncello martini, which is a really which great was the bomb. Oh, man, I will great. tell you what, yeah. that was incredible. I uh, everybody, I had to start a beautiful charcuterie board, uh, a nice antipasta with a prosciutto di parma. Sliced nice and thin with some mixed roasted peppers and some fresh olives. You and did share some of that with me. I appreciate it. I did share it with you. And I'm <laughs> on much when I got something in front of me and you knew how hungry I was because I was so excited. And I had a full busy day of washing down uh, my customers' boats before I had to come down here to St. Michael's and uh, meet but, Captain Buzz. What did you think of the carpaccio? Because you had a bite of that. You know what? I will tell you what. I went on the edge last night. That is not something that I would traditionally eat. <laughs> and the carpaccio was excellent. The taste was good. It was balanced, beautiful. So, guys, if you are in St. Michael's, uh, you know, and you're at St. Michael's Marina or any other location, make sure you go in town and hit up Lemoncello. Yeah, it's a good place. We, we, we've, we've gone there for a number of years. Buzzy, talk to me. All right. I'm, I'm excited. Okay. I'm live. We're here. It's beautiful. It's not raining on on our heads what do we have for our captain's briefing okay so my cat it's very simple is is to check your fluids and that's before you leave and um you know we made a very long run and we'll get into some of the details of of our other run we've been on this week uh, but it was it was an eight hour run because of the weather and so i checked fluids before we left so but, let's but, dive but into also, that okay. let's get in that and let's be a little bit specific here buzz sure so Cat, when you were pre- when you were going through your checklist and you were going to shove off and head to your port of call for the weekend, yeah. what exactly did you check? So uh, I, I'm checking everything from from fuel to engine oil, generator oil, transmission oil. Just make sure that all those fluids are good and topped off. Uh, I'm also checking the holding tank and our water tank. Make sure <laughs> seeing that- what you have on board, Correct. but primarily. From the engines, you want to make sure that you check your oils, make sure that you're solid on that, because 15 minutes worth of extra work before you leave the dock could save you 15 plus thousand dollars on a major mechanical failure. It's a simple thing, and it's important. But the other thing, on the other end of the trip, um, you know, when we got there, I opened up the hatch, 
just to do a visual inspection, make sure Which, everything was, you know, because it was, again, it was an eight-hour run. It was an eight-hour run. I do that religiously. When I go to get the boat fired up and I got those blowers turned on, guys, don't ever forget, the blowers must be on for five to ten minutes prior to you starting that boat. Lift up my engine hatch. I check my oils. I check the surrounding, make sure that I had a hose that didn't blow or that's something that's leaking from the previous run. Take the time, guys. All the new boaters that are out there, pre-existing, novice, or well-seasoned, go. At, don't be scared to lift that hatch. I don't care what you have to do. Get in that engine room before you leave. You know your marina, and you're heading to your destination. You know for the weekend. So, uh, so before we get into that, you know the the cruise details. Um, what's the detailers briefing? Well, the detailers briefing is this. I see a lot of boaters that are out there and they're washing their boats. They're getting stuff cleaned up for the weekend, but they're not taking the time to dry off the boat. They physically do not have like a shore hold brush with the chamois attachment on the end. And based off of where you wash your boat, a lot of marinas are wells. It's not public water and sewer, unless you're at a location like the inner Harbor in Baltimore Mm -hmm. and you're not hooked up to city, you know, public water. But when you go ahead and you do that and you wash down the boat, the sun dries the actual water off, but all the sediment or the minerals, the minerals yeah. that are in the water are now glued to your boat. You got water spots all over the place. So take the time to grab yourself your traditional chamois, which works just fine, mm-hmm. that you would use on your automotive side. Make sure that, and, and, and most of the brushes that you're using to wash your boat, you know, the heads disconnect and you're able to interchange the accessories that you have. Yeah, one pole and one pole with multiple accessories. And you can get them with boat hooks, along with your chamois mop, along with your style brushes, whether it's non skid or it's ultra soft. You want to make sure you're not scratching using the right brushes. But when you're done that boat, grab your chamois mop and hit it and dry it all nice off. And then you have no material left. No sediment, no minerals from the water, from the hard water you washed your boat. Roger that. That sounds good. So you had, you know, an awesome, awesome time. You're on vacation. You left last Saturday. I have to say that you definitely picked a challenging day (laughs) to leave Chesapeake City to head down you know, to Solomon's. Um, yeah. What marina did you stay at at Solomon's? Well, we stayed at uh, Spring Cove Marina. Which is one of your faves for you and your wife. Nice place. A, a beautiful ship store. Um, <laughs> a nice pool with a, with a little tiki bar. Uh, nice people. And within, you know, and it's a, definitely a place to get your steps in. Because it's, as far as where all the restaurants are downtown, it's a little bit of a walk. But, we, you know, it's, it's good for you. We went for a nice little walk, a couple different restaurants. Um, but yeah, when we shoved off, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the weather wasn't yeah, good. Tell, I was like, tell our listeners well, that, you know, the, the storm that you left in. Okay. It was, it was, yeah, it was definitely raining when we left and it rained the, almost the entire journey. And you shoved off at first light, which is habitual for you. When I, when we're getting ready to yeah shove off for a vacation like that, and we're going to be, we're on board for a week. Um, yeah, I'd like to get an early start. And so. I, I cruise slow at first. Uh, because we're having breakfast. You're having breco, right? Yeah, your wife's making underway. breakfast. You're at the helm. You're manning the helm. You got coffee right. coming. How you doing? And we got to um, um, Turkey Point and, and even just a little bit beyond by uh, the mouth of the sassafras, things really kicked up. I mean, it started it was, to get real snotty. Yeah, it did. What and kind of winds were you experiencing? What kind of waves were you experiencing? The, you know, the, well, to put it this way, we're on a, a, a C-Ray 420. 
and uh, I was running about 11 knots and being torpedoed the bow <laughs> into at least one wave that came over the top. And Shocker, okay. you had the bell ringing on that one. It wasn't, yeah, but, but the thing is, I just, it, you know, I obviously I've gained a little bit more confidence um, at the helm, but um, I, you know, um, she, she ran well. I mean, and I, I gave it a well, little... Well, your girl's powered by twin Cummins Diamond Series diesel, and you have 418 horsepower aside, correct? That's right. And I, and I put I, I gave a little more throttle, and it actually made the ride better. And why is that? Because you told me that you tabbed down. You bowed down. I did. I, it was bowed down, and uh, we ran, I, I put it up to about uh, about 15 or 16 knots, and... And, and we had a following C, which was wonderful. Which was wonderful. Pushed us all the way down. The if back. you had an opposing C, it would have <laughs> been, a, would would have been, been a lot more slapping. <laughs> slapping going on. So it, it was actually a, a pleasant ride, but it was a long day on the water. Oh, I'm sure day. it was. But the one thing I will say is this: with you being a certified captain from the Coast Guard, um, uh, you are you have the experience underneath your belt to be able to successfully, you know, navigate that journey and doing it well because of the experience. So, guys, as much as we're talking about Captain Buzz leaving for vacation and did not have the fear and has the skill set to go out there and navigate through that. Make sure that you, you know, you have that experience underneath your belt before you decide to do that. Well, and, and that's, a, that's a great point, Paulie, but also don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone a little bit. Because that's how you learn. As long as you're prepared. As long as you were prepared. Right. So, so what you got an email Saturday and it was our float plan, wasn't it? Yes, I did have a float plan. Uh, Captain Buzz sent me his flow plan on what his agenda was and where his ports of call were that weekend. And he was traveling for a seven-day vacation. So when you are leaving for a seven-day vacation, boaters, make sure that you have a float plan listed and your friends and family know where you're going, when you should be there. Because in case of a problem, you have a general idea pretty much exactly where you are going to be, where your location is going to be if there's a problem. That's right, and, there, and there's information about the boat, who's on board, the provisions and safety equipment that you have on board, and so all of that information is in there, and if you don't check in at the end of the journey, and, and you know, God forbid there has to be some type of a search, they've got everything, including the picture of the boat. Right, they got a full, they, they have your entire plan of attack, That's where right. you were going and what you were doing that week. That's right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about about Solomon's as a destination because there's a really special place down there. It's called the Calvert Maritime Museum. Okay, and that's 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 a couple hundred yards away from Spring Cove, walking distance. Okay, there's also a concert pavilion, and they have some pretty big acts there sometimes. But obviously, you know, COVID coming to an end, maybe they'll get back into it. But this is a wonderful um, maritime museum. They've got they've got a, a Chesapeake Bay lighthouse. A, Beautiful example, right there on the dock for folks to to tour. They've got a they've got a bug eye that they take people out on a river cruise. They've got a skipjack that they take people out on. Really spectacular. And they also have otters. In a in nice, a yeah. And they it's there's uh there's three of them. It's Chumley, Chessie, and Calvert. <laughs> and, and, if, and if you get there, if you happen to be the there, three little guys, yeah, if, yeah, and uh, around around one o'clock, it's feeding time. I'm sure that's a spectacle. Oh man, and they are they're fun to watch, man, because they can eat some fish. I'm sure they can. So they're handling. You get there's a there's a plexiglass. So they're like a poly. They have no problems eating. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know me. I mean, when I'm hungry, get out of the way. Uh, you step right up, and uh, and you can see them uh, getting fed. So that's a nice treat. They're, they're, the museum also has a huge section on on the fossil remains that have been found on the Calvert Cliffs, okay. Calvert County, right on the right on the bay. And so they've got a megalodon. Um, uh, jaw, which is like three feet in diameter, and which teeth, a megalodon teeth. was the largest species of shark. shark. That's right. That's right. Monstrous. It's cool. It's scary. Really cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, swallow up my thirty footer with me on it at one <laughs> swoop. <laughs> yeah. They've got they've got some great you know um, maritime history as far as the the, the oyster business, the the shipping, the the. the Ferry boats back and forth. It's it's a really so. So if you're in the maritime history, gotcha. that's definitely a place that you want to stop and enjoy. Yeah, they've got a boat. They've got a boat right shop. They're building a building a boat. Um, they've got a small boat shop, model boats. Uh, yeah, it's a really really great museum. I, I I highly recommend it. So you went ahead and you left Solomon's and you left your location and you went to Deal, Maryland, to Haven Harbor South. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, Haven Harbor North. Well, it's called, it's called Harrington. Harrington Harbor. I'm sorry. I no, always no. get that confused with Rock Hall. Yeah, exactly. I do too sometimes. Yeah, Harrington Harbor North um, is the largest marina I've ever been in. I, the, you were impressed though, because I, I know that you are one OCD son of a bitch. And, I, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I know that- it doesn't make stuff, me a bad guy. Not at all. It makes you an awesome guy, but it just you, you can appreciate when you pull up to a marina They're and you up. see that they are buttoned up the right way. They have they have two areas where they, well, they can run three travel lifts simultaneously. That's how big this place is. Yeah, they're pulling boats in and out, launching and retrieving all day long. This place is so big, they have a West Marine on site. Weaver Boatworks is on site. That's awesome. Countless other service providers for rigging and and engine work and generator work and fiberglass work and general boat maintenance. It, it's a heck of a boatyard. It's a oh, and the uh, you know if you're going to go to a, a resort marina like that, the restrooms are perfect. They're beautiful. <laughs> they are really spectacular. There's nothing better than when you are spending. A weekend at a marina outside of your own. You're on a, you know, a weekend getaway with your wife, your children, whatever the case may be. Maybe the gumada. You know, what are you going to do? But, you know, uh, the marina is buttoned up. It's nice and tight. Everything's beautiful, up to date. And it's it's an enjoyable place. So the money that you spend to be there, you don't mind because you are getting everything you want. It's really nice. And so then, you know, there are a lot of great restaurants. There's a restaurant and it's almost on property. I mean, you're walking across the parking lot. It's called the Dockside. And uh, the, be, the best uh, crab dip I've ever had. Really? Yeah. So I'm sure you've had crab dip before, you know, with a piece of bread and, and it's kind of... I'm Paul. I've eaten everything under the right. sun. I mean, it's what are you going to do? It's got crab and it's got cream cheese and maybe a crust on top and a, and a cruet and you dip in your bread. It's wonderful. This is the only one I've ever seen. They put jumbo lump on top and then melt the cheese on top of that. Which is even better. Oh, oh sounds beautiful. Really? I love crab meat and there's nothing better... Then enjoying, I've had crab cakes that were all filler and very little crab cake. And then, you know, Paula gets a little upset because I'm the Italian guy and I'm like, yo, I'm a fat guy. I got to eat. I'm hungry. And you go ahead and you serve me this thing with all this filler and I'm ready to whiz it at you with like a Frisbee. (laughs) In addition to the dock side, uh, Harrington Harbor North is a great place to have a dinghy. I was going to say, don't forget to, yeah, you said that if you were there, you want to make sure that you have a dinghy so you can fully 
navigate through the creeks and actually get to all the different attractions. That's right. So you, you take, we took the dinghy, we, we fired up the dinghy and went up the creek to a place called the Boathouse, which is a, uh, it's an old, it's an old working boat. That's, picture a boat up on the hard, right? Okay. And they built a deck around it. Okay, that's the bar. And then a roof over it. So it's like a, a you know, a boat shed. And then the bar, the, the bartenders are standing inside the boat. That's, and you st- you're up against the, the, the gunnel, right? Yeah, you're up against the top of the bulwarks, and that's what you're leaning against. And, and you're sitting on a stanchion for, you know, for a boat being on a <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's the bar stool. And we happened to get there, and there was a car show in the parking lot. So we pulled up in the day, and the place was mud. It was a Wednesday night, and it was jumping. I mean, there had to be 100 people there. They've got old um, outboards hanging from the, from the ceiling, but it's all open, right? Um, and they've got they've got a nice little menu and a and a terrific bar staff. They really know how to make some cocktails. It was a, it was a fun afternoon. And we do enjoy our cocktails when we are safely anchored or we are safely tied up in a transient slip. Absolutely, we're into no drinking and driving boats, guys. So, so from there we made our way to St. Michael's, which is where we're sitting right now. Which is where we are sitting right now. And it has turned out to be a gorgeous day. It, it is. I think we may have some weather coming in this afternoon. Later we'll on this watch. afternoon, I do yeah. believe that we have some significant weather coming through the door. But it's all part of the journey. But it's all part of the uh, experience. There's also a very first-class Maritime Museum here, the Chesapeake Maritime Museum. Oh, absolutely. Which Love is, it. Been there multiple times. Yeah, they have a you know, some really great displays. They've also got a skipjack over there. They have a huge shipwright uh, shop. They're always building something, a replica of an older boat or fixing one up. Um, they've got uh, a nice a nice marine store. Um a history of again the boating industry on the Chesapeake Bay. Some really great displays. So recommend that one too. And they also have a Chesapeake Bay lighthouse that you can tour and go up inside. I love stuff like Very that. Cool. I love seeing the history, uh, you know, of the maritime industry based off the location that you're at. I love it. So I know you'll appreciate because we were when we we were here yesterday, uh, and and you came down. There was the largest catamaran i've ever seen that was a <laughs> willy mammoth of catamarans <laughs> guys boaters hear me 85 feet long with a 40 foot beam <laughs> this thing and it was crewed by four it was a paid weekly charter that right. they do and i was bl- blown out of the water called, called the wind quest and it had 3,400 square feet of living space on a boat. That's <laughs> Yeah, powered, that size vessel powered by, one of the crewmates told me it was powered by twin 380 horsepower Yanmar diesels, but it was also full sailed mass. So you could either run, you know, obviously run under power or you can physically sail because I thought that the motors themselves are underpowered. And he says, Paulie, to be honest with you, we primarily are under sale when we're running. Sure. And it was gorgeous. What a gorgeous piece. The guys, he was in right next to St. Michael's Marina. Uh, he went to go ahead and pivot because he was on the other side of the cove. And I'm like, is he going to fit that through? And you hear the roar of that diesel, that crabbing boat that just pulled in. <laughs> guys, that's what you're hearing right now. It's freaking <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, but uh, I sent um, pictures and a video to uh, you know Captain Jeff, the other owner of All Docked Up, and he was like, "Where? Wait, 
Yeah, that's the huge. biggest thing I've ever seen. It was, it was gargantuan. So one of the unique things about St. Michael's, if you've never been there, at least and in, in at the St. Michael's Marina, because you said, what's, what's with all the British flags? What's with all the Union Yeah, we got British flags all over the place. I'm like, I see American flags and British flags, but I don't see no Italian flags. What's up with that? So they were originally displayed by the Marina um, after the uh, Gulf War for the support, you know, that the British gave and, and, sure. and you know, as an ally in that, in that conflict. But, but they, le they left them up because the history of St. Michael's. And so the War of 1812, the, uh, the British uh, attacked by water. And you, you know, they're just kind of up and down the bay attacking cities. What the residents did, because it was at night, they, they extinguished all the lights in all the homes and they put lights in the trees, you know, a few hundred yards up the shoreline. And that's what the British were bombing and it was hit, they were hitting the trees. They were hitting the trees, right. They didn't take out the actual town. Yeah, exactly. So it, when you come to St. Michael's uh, and you're by the cove, there's a, there's a couple of uh, placards that explains the story. But just thought you'd like to know about the Union Jacks here in uh, St. Michael's. I'll tell you what. I know you're a big history buff. I know you enjoy it. And so do I. But I was just so curious. Like, I see all these British flags. I'm like, well, what do we got going on here, guys? I'm like, I'm in Maryland. I'm like, is, is, you know, I'm, I'm not understanding what's happening here. Oh, I'll tell you what, what a what a beautiful day. And it was a shame that, you know, Memorial Day weekend was such a rain out this year. It was wow. bad. Yeah, that's when we left. It was Saturday before Memorial Day. And it was it was, it was the video good. that you sent me when you were halfway down. So mind you guys, uh, an actual uh, you know, a uh, a tour like that from Chesapeake City down to Solomon's running roughly eighteen to twenty two knots, you can get that done in roughly five hours. Yeah, if I was running hard the whole time. If you were running, your, right, if you were running at your 2200 hours and you were running your traditional speed, yep. and how long did it take it was, you? Yeah, it was eight hours at the helm. I was exhausted. <laughs> so you got there, and I have to admit, or I, I'm sorry, I would have to imagine that you got there, had a snack, and you had to have collapsed. You know, I rallied. No, I hung You rallied? Hang in, yeah. Get that out of here. I was excited to be down there and enjoying ourselves. First day of vacation, and I rallied. Oh, I my slept God. slept great that night. Oh, I'm sure you definitely <laughs> slept good that night. I don't want to hear it. And I was chugging water because I was just wicked. You know, you're standing at the helm, you're just getting... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, your core, I mean, when you're running and you're in rough seas, your body, you're doing everything under the sun to support yourself. You use a lot of muscles that you didn't think you had. And I, here's, here's a, maybe I should save this for another captain's briefing, but remember we changed my wiper blades? Yes. And I'll tell you what. Thank God that you did. Because it rained the entire way and rained hard. And so... Um, that they they would they would sweep and not a streak. It was it, it means a lot for right, for having visibility and weather like that. Uh, and then I had to keep a squeegee at the helm, uh, because uh, we had the can we were running with the canvas up. Right, which means that you were having started your windows little, fogging up. Started a little fog, so uh, that had, option wasn't available on your four twenty uh, to be able to have defog. A fan, yeah. Well, to be able to right, so your your system you weren't able to defog the windows to get the frosters on. Correct. So I just had a, a hand squeegee and. Work great. Good. Yeah, Sounds like great. a plan. Work great. So, so the question is, is now you're here at St. Michael's for the rest of the weekend mm -hmm. and you're shoving off when to head back to Chesapeake City? Well, uh, we'll, we'll be uh, leaving on uh, probably Sunday, uh, probably about 11 o'clock. Now, and what I'm sure with some, uh, what our listeners want to know, are there any troubled spots? Is there anything that you can share mm. with somebody who wants to make that trip 
from Chesapeake City heading south down the bay, mm-hmm. going to Solomon's, is there anything that we can help them navigate? You know, the, the only tricky piece, if you're not used to it, is coming through Kent Narrows because the current is very swift. It's very strong. Right. So you, you and you've got to wait your turn. Um, now, we don't have to have the bridge open so we can go through, but you still have to. You know, you, you kind of wait your turn. Okay, who's coming through? Right. You're and, talking about going through. Red Eyes is on your left, which is now Safe Harbor. And then Piney Narrows is on your right, correct? That's, that's right. Okay. When you're heading north um, or when you're coming south. But so we'll be going north through there. So the, the folks who have the right of way uh, are the folks who are coming with the tide. Right? Sure. When you're, when you're bucking tide, it's a little easier to control. But when you're you know, you, when you're coming with the tide, you're moving through there. The tide's moving. It's moving very five, strong. Six knots. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's, and so it's they've very got they, they've got to have the right of way, and you got to be careful coming through there. So that's the only troubled spot, I would say. Um, Go ahead and pre-plan that. your trip. Yep. Okay. Grab your charts. Grab your GPS. Pre-plan, uh, pre-plan your trip. Float plan. Put your float plan together. Make sure you understand. And guys, also to remember this. That even though that they update your local charts, even on your GPS models, I don't care which one that you have, even sometimes with your upgraded chips that you're downloading the new software onto your systems, right. when you have really, really bad weather, there are times that a place that may show on a chart that you have 10 feet at low tide turns out to be five. You know, just yeah. make sure you're vigilant and you're aware that when, you know, things change, then the landscape changes underneath you. Well, and I, I love that tip when we had uh, uh, Captain Brandon on our podcast and he said, if you're unfamiliar with an area, call, who's the number one person to call? Call the towboat captain. And why? They'll Because the, obviously they have local knowledge and they're happy to share it. They're happy to share it. They have local knowledge. But I, we all know that a towboat captain that's working for Boat US knows the area Absolutely. like the back of his hand because he has to. He has no choice. That's his job. So yeah. don't be shy, boaters, to actually make the phone call to wherever you're navigating to to get some local information. All right. Well, we, I think we uh, we chewed up another almost 30 minutes. You're ready to go grab another cocktail. That's what you're ready for, boaters. He's over here chomping at the bit because he's ready to go grab himself another cocktail. Well, Boot me off the boat. And he wants to go rock and roll. <laughs> well, it's, it's getting to be lunchtime. Doesn't make me a bad guy, as I said before. It is going to be We're a We're tied up, time. so I can have a cocktail. I'm on vacation. You're on vacation. <laughs> You're not underway. You're safely in the port. You're allowed to have a couple of cocktails. Roger that. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, you know, podcast live, St. Michael's, Buzzy, thank you for... For you know, uh, let me come aboard yeah, and crash last down. night. Yeah, you know, but that's what all Doc Dub does. Everybody, we're going to travel all over the place to bring the best information to you, and 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 make the your weekends, your boating trips safer, happier, healthier, and just just fun. Spend the time with your loved ones and your family. Roger that. Well, I'll tell you what, Buzzy, standing by on six eight, Cap Captain Buzz, standing by on six eight. Guys, have yourselves a great afternoon. 